1: This podcast is dedicated to what many camp professionals believe to be the most important time at camp, no matter what you call it, staff training, orientation, or leadership training. This critical time period prepares your staff to fulfill all those promises that you make to parents and customers the rest of the year. I am really excited about today's podcast. Today we have a special guest. Her name is Crystal Earl. She's a motivational speaker and she's also the co-founder of Live Different. Her specialty is inspiring people to believe in something bigger than themselves and she helps people to recognize their own purpose and their potential, which sounds exactly like camp. So you can see why we are eager to talk to her. (laughs) Um, Her passion is to spark a change in a generation of young global leaders. And I had the privilege of hearing Crystal speak Uh, in Woodstock this year, um, where Travis and I met her. And I just knew that we had to have her on the show. So we're so excited to welcome you today. Uh, Welcome, Crystal. We're so grateful that you're here. Thank you. Uh, And before we continue any further, we'll just uh, introduce ourselves. So we'll let Ruby um, tell you a little bit about herself. So
2: I'm Ruby Compton. I'm the summer camp program director at Green River Preserve uh, in Western North Carolina. Uh, We are a summer camp that's focused on connecting children with nature, and we're located on a 3,400-acre private wildlife preserve.
1: Great. Great. Um, And I'm Beth Allison. I am one of the co-owners of Camp Hacker and was a camp director for 15 years in Muskoka, Ontario, Canada. And I'm currently a camp consultant and doing leadership training. My passion is working with young people and uh, helping them to find their potential so you can see where the connection is for us um, with Crystal. Um, And I'm currently talking to you from a very snowy Woodstock, Ontario. Um, (laughs) Crystal, is there anything else you'd like to add about yourself before we get started? Uh, no, we can get into all the all of it as we're going along. Thank you. <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, so, Ruby, why don't you start us off? We have lots of things we'd like to add, uh, to ask, and to pick Crystal's brain with. So, why don't you start us off?
2: Sure. Thanks, Beth. So, Crystal, you encourage your listeners to live a life that is different and empower them to change the world around them. How do you feel like summer camp fits into this concept? Who.
3: Um, well, I have to say, as a as a side note, my life was radically changed by summer camp. So I think I've always, um, I've, I've always been, um, I'm a, I'm a believer. <laughs> um, but I think one of the most powerful things about summer camp is the fact that, um, well, there's lots of things, but I, I think there's something that's so, um, powerful about intentionally, uh, lifting in particular lifting children or, or young adults out of their regular reality. And I mean, it's healthy for all of us, but summer camp is kind of the first opportunity that we ever get in our life to be able to do that. And so to be able to lift ourselves out of our regular reality just helps to shift, um, shift our thinking and helps to open us up to new ideas. And so I think that camp when the thing with camp is that you are, when you're, in a healthy camp environment, you're not just surrounded by um, peers who are going through the same thing, but there's a there's a sense of um, of security around the, in the learning environment that may not exist for a lot of kids. And I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast can immediately think of a lot of kids that have shown up at their camp from whatever and whatever kind of camp you're running that just really um, they see, they can really thrive in that kind of environment where there's just that special attention that's given to them because a lot of I know that for me personally, like, there was a couple times when I was, I came, I started going to camp when I was 11, and that was at a, at a critical point in my life, but the cr- most crucial time in my life was when I was 14 and 15, and I had a lot of things going on in my home that were um, very painful, and I was in, in a major transition in my life, and going to camp was like the saving grace in my life that summer. I think it really helped be incredibly directional for the rest of my life, and so I owe, um, I owe a lot to my camp experience.
1: Which camp did you go to?
3: I went to it was called Camp Kadish in northern Saskatchewan. I'm originally from Saskatchewan, so um, on um, on Christopher Lake. It was so it was it was so good, and I I ended up going into their leadership program. And the leadership program was great, but it was actually the leader of the leadership program that radically impacted my life.
1: Awesome. Well, does, we'll give like, a shout out to does, your old camp there.
3: Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> and camp is camp is like the the most it's magical sometimes the organic conversations that happen. Like one of my most life-changing conversations was with her when we were lying on our backs on a trampoline staring up at the mm. sky and I just started pouring out my heart. And it was the first time I felt like anybody really heard what I was trying to say. Whether or not that was true, that was the time that I connected with it. And, um, and, and oh, it's, it's awesome to think about it because she will never know the incredible impact that she had on my life. I mean, I've told her, but you know what I mean? She'll never really, really
1: know. So... <laughs> And, and we always talk about the fact that it just takes that one special adult to make a difference in the life of a young person. So you had yours, yeah. and I think we all had ours, and um, it doesn't take thousands of people. It just takes that one. So that's yeah. awesome to hear that story. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are some best practices for inspiring young adult staff to be really great leaders?
3: Some be- um, well, a couple a couple of things that, I, that come to top of mind for me are, first of all, and um, when those of us who are in the leadership realm can think that this is so obvious, but the congruency of your internal world and your external world—not meaning you have to be perfect—I think that that's a fallacy. That is the first thing when when people are first started. When we first are encouraged to step into a leadership position, we can tend to focus on the leadership aspect as an external thing. Um, but one of the, one of the best practices I think is the continual development of your leaders throughout the year, not just at not just at that training time, but actually giving them a chance to grow and grace to grow. I mean, there's that it's that delicate oppor- balance and opportunity. We we've dealt with it and lived different too, where. You have people that you're trusting to be leaders, yet you're still trying to nurture them because they none of us are where we're at, but you know, you're seeing some potential in them, and that potential may just mm-hmm. be a glimmer. <laughs> or maybe even that you know that this you're you're giving them this leadership opportunity more for them than for your project or your camp or or whatever it is. And so one of the best practices that I've found in in developing leaders is to continually keep your finger on the pulse of where they're at and make sure that there's space for them to continually grow through, through the experience as well. And to feel like they don't have to be perfect. Sure. Of authenticity is more important than, um, it is. It's creating a, a culture of authenticity is more important than creating a culture of perfection. Um, which is really important because it, um, it, it's just, I, I can't I guess that, yeah, just congruency is the word that I've always think about and and helping people understand, I mean, especially our young leaders, they're still at such a pivotal point in their lives, right? Like, you know, if we were to go back in our lives now, I wouldn't know myself when I was 16 or 18 years old, right? I wouldn't even recognize myself. <laughs> so, um, but I, I, I guess I'd know the spirit that was inside of me that wanted to make a difference. And that's why people keep coming back to camp is they, wa- they want to make a difference. But having someone continually recognize and see that in them and not just say, did you do this? Did you do that? I'm calling you to account on this. I'm calling you, I, but continually nurturing that in them. Great, cool. We
2: so we've been told recently that our staff training needs to be less like TV and more like Facebook and Instagram to be mm-hmm. more impactful and reach our very visually driven staff. Um, do you have yes. any favorite resources or favorite activities
3: that can help us create meaningful visuals? Um, well, sort of. Yes, <laughs> one of the things <laughs> one of the things we did with our uh, with our intern program, and we have a. Humanitarian experience in in the different that we have internships and they come for the summer with us as well and we do training with them through the year and it's all online it's all virtual except for those last two days that they they show up the first two days and one of the things the last few years we've been getting them to do is they do um, they create prezi presentations beforehand about why um, what they're most excited about about what they're involved in and it does two things it builds community because then. We post them on a common space like Facebook. They, we created p- Facebook pages for them and everybody starts putting up their things and every so often you put up, um, uh, we, we put out there, uh, show us where, what's the, you know, post a picture of your most meaningful experience this month or show us someone who's impacted your life and it's just continually, it's twofold. It's continually having them forward thinking but it's also getting them to know each other through it because you're right. Like, I mean, Instagram, I think that, in, in particular with with teenagers, Instagram is actually more even more popular than Facebook. Mm-hmm. So Instagram and Twitter is, is their world and it's their yeah. their way of connecting, right? And Snapchat and all that. But um, so yeah, so that's one of the things that we've been doing, and that was that's been so fun for them to. And they've gotten um, beautifully creative with it, and then we get some of them to share it when they show up at the at at the actual event. And so that's one of the really neat things um, because it's really great to get people to give your leaders a chance to express themselves because I think we're past the age of conforming, conforming in leadership, right? Like Mm I, and I think camp culture is, is actually such a great place to, um, to really nurture that in terms of like helping people find what their, what their strengths are, rather than trying to conform to what we think it should be or focusing on all the things that you can't do. Let's find out what you can do. And let's, let's let you shine in that. Because if you feel like you're shining in that, then you're going to come in with confidence. And a confident mindset is going to change everything about how you're going to deal with everything from that point forward.
1: I love that idea of the Prezi presentations hmm That's great. Yeah,
3: it's so fun. Well, and it's so fun it, and because I'm, I'm I'm clearly a little bit extroverted, but um, <laughs> it's, it's so fun because it feels like you're getting, it's just such a, it's just, it's so relational, right? And it's giving them a chance to express themselves and share what's important with them as well.
1: Fabulous. Um, Crystal, one of your presentations is titled The Stuff of Legends, How Leadership Starts With Us and the Decisions yep. We Make. Um, so this really basically sums up Staff training in one statement. Um, can could you just share a little bit about you what you believe are some of the myths of leadership?
3: Mm-hmm. Well, I think it continues uh, on on what we were saying earlier about um, thinking that we have to have it all together, and I, I think. You know it was it was really interesting because I was just at the Ontario Student Leadership Conference. and I find it fascinating that this this generation, like millennials, and I, I can't remember even what letters we're assigning to everybody now. but <laughs> <laughs> anyways, we um our our ideas of leaders are are these social, socially just people, right? And
1: mm.
3: um, and and they're people that have come through, uh, they've paid a high price for their, their leadership. And I think that, um, one of the myths of leadership that, that we have maybe in my generation that we believed was that, um, leadership was that it came with, it came with a title. And I know that that's so, it sounds so cliche in our, in our world, but it really quickly happens up here, right? So one of the, the, one of the great myths that we can often play into and that we can help to not allow our, our leaders to play into is the fact that you don't have to have it all together <laughs> really you don't <laughs> you know like sometimes i remember having these moments where i'm like man you know you're, you you know when you're having that outside conversation your lips are moving here but there's this whole <laughs> internal conversation going on back here and it's like devil and angel on your shoulders and and but um and i think as in, now this is a little I know this is going to go into what we're talking about in a minute, but I think as female leaders, this is really important because we are internally dialoguing all day long, right. and we are making everything personalized. And so, with when we um, when we can allow leaders to remember that they they don't need to have attachment to that title, they don't need to have attachment attachment to even. So much to the outcome. They just need to remember who they are in the process is the most important thing, and if they allow who they are, and, and we we encourage them to live to lead from their strengths, then that is going to give such an incredible confidence level that won't um, it won't what's the word it won't uh, tarnish punish their ability to lead, if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense. I'm, I'm yeah. doing maybe a poor job of explaining it. But I, I feel like... No, I, think I get have, it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I think that I when I think of some of the most profound leaders in my life, and that's where that, you know, that presentation came from, a couple of the most profound leaders in my life were people that I met personally in, in my work, in doing a lot of humanitarian work, in the middle of nowhere, in these little tiny villages where they themselves were in, intensely poor. Um, but they rose up as community leaders in their in their community because they recognized the value of their own life could could lead them to see the value in other people, and I think one of the things that we often forget is as leaders is that when you are the only difference between you and someone else is the fact of it's just your experience, and there's, if we look really close, we can see a little bit of ourselves in everyone, right? It's not like there's this magical wall that we all of a sudden scale over when we're handed this, this leadership badge of some kind. It's not, it's, nothing changes except this small little title. And so to be able to nurture the reality that now it's almost like, now you have more responsibility. Um, so there's a greater, there's a greater opportunity for you to become a better version of yourself.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Cool. Well, I want to go ahead and transition into what you just hit on a little bit, that, um, you know, we recently recorded a podcast about staff training specifically at girls camp. So can you share Mm -hmm. with us some of your thinking of how to empower young women to become effective leaders?
3: Whew. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It is is so interesting how, um, and, you know, you want to, I'm reticent to make a total general statement because I can't assume that that mine or the, the general experience is everybody's experience as a female leader. But one of the things as female leaders, this is really interesting, there was a book recently called The Confidence Code, I don't know if you've heard of it, about women in confidence, and it's a, it's a great book and I, I think it's a great resource for anybody who's wanting to do staff training or doing any kind of development, personal and leadership development for, for girls and, and young women. It's a really insightful book. Um, and one of the interesting things that they talk about is a professor from Cornell University made a, uh, made a very interesting statement that he noticed that as I think it's law students, as they were going through um, through school, that the difference between the, the young men and the young women is that young men, if they did bad on a test, it was like, well, that test was hard. Or, man, they're really making this difficult. But young women was like, I'm not good enough. It was like, it's the natural default. And I think if we were to be totally honest and turn off the lights and nobody's looking in anybody's eyes, anybody's eyes in, in a circle, most women would always would say right from as young as they can remember, that's probably one of the, the things that have always, um, that has plagued us, I think. And, and it's like a conversation we're having in the back of our mind is that I'm not good enough. And one of the greatest things we can do is to help uh, young women recognize that belief early on because, you know, our actions, our beliefs create our our thoughts. Our thoughts create our feelings. Our feelings create our actions, and our actions order our world. And so, when to just deal with with girls and say, "Well, you are good enough. Don't let anybody tell you differently." You know, I, that's that's not that's not good enough because I don't own that truth. So, creating space for young women. Uh, for their leaders, and and as they go into um, welcoming those those young women into their camps and into their into their settings, into their communities, um, we have to create space for them to own that messaging themselves and to understand that they're not alone. And we can quickly isolate ourselves in our mind and think, "I'm the only person that struggles with this. I am alone." I mean, I just, I, my book is coming out right away, and that's one of the biggest things is that I, I talked about that and and one of the biggest reasons I wrote the book was because. For a long time, I thought that I was the only person wrestling with those things. I thought that I was the only person that felt like I was faking it, right? That like, uh, like the like the authenticity police are going to come in and bust my butt over this, you know? And that I don't have my crap all together. It's so true, right? And so I think that giving girls permission to recognize that you're not alone. This conversation is not, you're not the only person that's having this internal dialogue. So let's give ourselves permission to recognize it, to be able to change that belief and not feel isolated in it. I think that's super important. Girls need a sense of, um, a, a sense of community. It's a really strong desire inside us to feel like we belong. And we, we um, from the time we're little, I see this happening already in my daughter, like my daughter's nine and a half. And since she was little, she, uh, and through I think it just it just happens through socialization, the comparison game, right? And mm-hmm. you know, you feel yourself and as women we feel ourselves doing that. I mean, you know, in everything from like yoga class where you're supposed to be like there just by yourself and you're thinking, oh my <laughs> gosh, they can do that. Why can't I do that? What's wrong with my yoga practice? <laughs> <So, laughs> so, to create a place where it's just like there's, you know, let's not let's not make this about comparing, let's not make this about um That There's some kind of a standard that you need to attain. Let's make this about a safe place for you to explore, again, who you are, what your strengths are, what makes you come alive. And let's let you be the best version of you that's possible.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Um, One of the things that we've talked about a number of times, Crystal, on our podcast is um, giving staff the big picture um, and Mm. how important it is to have that uh, in Mm -hmm. a summer camp situation Um, to see how they fit into the organization's mission, but also um, sort of the incredible work that they're doing each day. So do you have um, some tips and tricks to help our staff members see the big picture? Mm
3: -hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I, excuse me, I I continually do um, when I do workshops with uh, students is, I encourage them to, uh, at the forefront, think about um, first of all, make it personal. So, someone who is uh, remember someone who's impacted your life and and why that was such a why that so profoundly impacted you. Um, another thing that I uh, I really feel is important is that the concept of um, continually keeping the the why in front of everybody right like you know if you're here what's your why and what's making you come alive and so i think we feel what we we connect to the bigger picture when we feel that emotional connection inside of us that wants that wants to contribute to it but there has to be a sense of fulfillment in it for for me too honestly that's just my humanity right like and i don't think there's anything wrong with that i I don't think we can't expect altruism from people every moment of the day, right? Like, I mean, there has to be there has to be something in it for me. And so, most people would even say, you know, they now I think we're a, we're of a, an emerging generation that is looking more for fulfillment than money and jobs. And that's also that's also in a camp setting. If people feel like like if if they're continually um, maybe you know little things like with with the different one of the things we do is and it's it's different but it's kind of the same like. We're going into schools all the time, so it's kind of like Groundhog Day. Only it's different every day, you know. (laughs) So you have these, but so one of the ways that we encourage each other is, we'll sit, we'll do a debriefing at the end and say, what was the highlight of, what's the highlight of your day? What was the best part? And it's always around, inevitably, it's always around a conversation. You know, it's never around that amazing piece of pizza they got at the cafeteria (laughs) because it's the same every day. But um, (laughs) it's always around that that conversation and around that connection and that, that sense of someone feeling and being recognized, maybe this is the important thing, being recognized for having made a difference. I think that's really, really important uh, because there's that search for meaning inside of all this. We all want to feel like we're significant and we're con- contributing to something.
1: Absolutely. That's Absolutely. Um, we're at the point in our podcast where we sort of let our listeners know how they can get involved. Um, and mm. so you are welcome to join us um using the hashtag camp code Um, and we'd love to hear from you the kind of topics you would like us to discuss the guests Mm -hmm. you would recommend that we talk to um, leadership training tips that you have to share with us we would love to hear from you because this industry is all about sharing Um, and also if you have found the podcast to be useful we'd love for you to search us um, on uh, iTunes using camp code, so that's two separate words, and leave a rating and a review for us. And we always appreciate your feedback and hearing from you. It really helps to keep the show going. Um, and now we tell you how you can contact us. So I'm going to start with Crystal, but what I'd also love to know, um, love you to share is the title of the book, when it comes out, how we can get a hold of mm-hmm. it. And yeah. um a a little bit more about the organization and the work that you do, um, because I think Mm -hmm. there's some opportunities for camps to get involved and to help. Um, So if you could kind of give us that and then, you know, sort of end with uh, websites, emails, whatever you'd like to share with us where um, listeners Mm -hmm. can contact you. Sure. Um,
3: So the organization that I started, excuse me, it's called Live Different. So it's livedifferent.com. Live Different um, has two main, we, we, we focus on becoming the best version of yourself, so that you can help to change the world. Really, same as camp. <laughs> Insert your name here. Um, <laughs> and so, with Live Different, uh, we do motivational presentations in high schools across Canada, um, parts of parts of the U.S. as well. And we have humanitarian experiences. Uh, just Live Different build trips. They're called, and they're they're going on throughout the year. And we work with. We bring around a thousand people a year to developing countries, wow. and um, so that's what's Live Different. I myself also am a speaker and a writer, and you can find me at yourbrillianceunlimited.com because brilliance is a choice that you and I get to make every day. And uh, my book is called Resonate, The Stories We Tell Ourselves. And uh, the book is about literally uh, changing the story that we tell ourselves. And I think that we can forget, you know, uh, Seth Godin actually – I was reading something that he, that he talked about and he said, you know, we tell stories all the time, but one of one of the most powerful stories, the most powerful story is the story that we tell ourselves about who we are and what we're capable of doing. And uh, it's the book the idea was in my mind bouncing around in my mind for a couple of years and finally um a year and a half ago I sat down and and made a made a date with this book and so it's coming out. <laughs> at the At the end of the month it'll be out by november twenty eighth and it's going to be available on Amazon and all other other um, outlets like that and uh, I'm really excited about it because I believe it's it's not really it's not really just about my story. I do share a lot of my personal story in there, but it's actually really about helping people find the story that um, that they're capable of of telling themselves and and how they're capable of changing it as well.
1: That's great. Is there a mm-hmm. website where people can find you or
3: Yeah, at yourbrillianceunlimited.com.
1: Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. Ruby, where can we find you?
2: Sure thing. Uh, You can find me on Twitter. It's rubylin85. Uh, You can also see where I work and read some of the blog posts that are up right now, see our adventures in this off-season at greenriverpreserve.org or find us on Facebook um look for green river preserve camp and you should find us and we've got some sweet videos coming out <laughs> weekly series i'm just saying if you don't get enough of seeing me on this podcast you can see me dancing <laughs> to taylor
1: swift so <laughs> we had a, lots of hours in off. the
3: car so yeah
2: we've got a, a lot of videos coming out from that so
1: <laughs> check that out Uh, And I highly recommend uh, Ruby's blog post. She's a really great writer. So um, I enjoy reading those. You can find me um, on Twitter at hashtag camphacker or on our website camphacker.tv or Beth at camphacker.tv. And we are very shortly launching go camp pro so um, if you look for GoCamp.pro, um you can find our new membership website that's all for camping professionals so we're really excited to get that going um, and ruby why don't you tell us what we're talking about next show
2: so we've said it before and we will say it again <laughs> staff training starts with hiring as we dive into hiring season our next podcast will be a look at best practices for interviews including some of our favorite interview questions
1: Excellent. And our final segment on each podcast um, is a best practice for leadership training. And we would again would love to hear some of your memorable moments or most effective tips. And you can tell us what they are using the hashtag camp code. Um, And this week's best practice, we've saved a question for Crystal. So Crystal, if you were addressing a summer staff in the middle of the summer, um, when we're all tired and exhausted and probably have had a cold or passed it around three or four times or <laughs> all of those things, um, what would you say to them to inspire them to finish strong? Mm,
3: okay. Oh, I love this. Um, <laughs> I would I would ask them to do... Um, I'd ask them to just... Let's just get quiet for a minute. Let's just do a little bit of a visualization. And I'd ask them to uh, picture themselves on the last day of camp. And they're just putting everybody's driving away and how do they want to feel and how do you want to feel on that last day of camp what do you want to have accomplished and then I'd ask them to go out that day and to live like they're they've already accomplished that and what what can they do today to make that more to to make that a reality
1: awesome we have, we've talked many times about that and it's so true mm-hmm. um, visualizing what you're hoping the end result yeah. will be yeah fabulous yeah great well thanks again everybody for another great show thank you so much crystal for thank you. joining us we've appreciated picking your brain um <laughs> and i really encourage you to look her up to get her book um she's got lots of great things um, to share with us and to teach us um, and to inspire us which is what um i'm most appreciative when i think of crystal um <laughs> so join us again on our next show please join us on the hashtag camp code as well and thanks for the listening friends
0: Please remember, no other industry shares its best practices the way summer camps do. If you use an idea heard on a Camp Hacker podcast, please be professional and give credit where credit is due. The Camp Code is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, summer camp leadership training and marketing consultants. Thanks for the listening, friends.
1: Camp Hacker, bringing your world into focus.